1: Wednesday, man, that is delicious. Ooh, fresh OG Kush. Mmm, mmm. Get into it, All right, well, welcome to Weekday Wednesday and some OG Kush. I gotta find my readers because nothing's gonna happen without those.
0: Cooking the green weed, <clears throat> Maybe we should just have some green eggs and ham for
1: breakfast. I'm still convinced that the green and those green eggs are weed. Although I do hear that there is such a thing as a green egg. Well, anyway, I like to think of it as marijuana.
0: Should have been weed eggs
1: and ham. <laughs> oh, they just couldn't put that in the children's book, I guess. Oh, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody.
0: It's May twenty ninth. We've got two
1: now. Three minutes of just gibberish. <laughs> all right. Well, we have got some really exciting news that we'll get to in a moment. Um, yay for the state of Arizona! It's all okay <laughs> woo. woo, woo.
0: And we did read the, uh,
1: the first initiative that's going to make the ballot if they get their signatures. We've read through that the last several weeks. Um, so we're going to have, actually, we're going to have the authors of that initiative on air with us uh, in the coming weeks. We're going to get them all scheduled up so they can uh, schedule together and uh, get on our show. So let's see, what's going on here? Well, first of all, we want to give a shout-out to Tumbleweed Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down to get certified. I'm just going to continue to grind my uh, OG cush here for a second while we're chatting. Um, you can come on down and you can get certified. You can get some CBD if you like. We've got a brand-new CBD product of our own, Tumbleweed CBD. Uh, and this is THC-free because we know there are some folks out there that are concerned about Having THC in your system, um, it's okay. THC is a good thing. It's good for you. But we're, you know, some people are are learning that. Um, so they it's just gonna take some time for them, and uh, we'll we'll give them time. We'll wait for them. Yes, we will. It's a magical thing when they realize that THC is super super good for them. Um, so come on down. You can get certified. And you can get our CBD products. We have beautiful accessories, pipes, bongs, uh, vaporizers. Uh, we've we've got everything down there. We've got education. We've got people love our shirts and socks. They love our socks. You don't have a pair of real socks on. Well, you're missing out for real. Especially when you go
0: out to a really nice dinner and you got your nice slacks on. Well, I would,
1: and, and some nice shoes. And then you sit down. You pull your pants up a little bit. You're cozy. And someone goes. Hey, like yourself. <laughs> and you weren't expecting that. Because <laughs> you forgot you cooked the weed socks off.
0: So big tumbleweed They're
1: great. Uh, two for ten bucks and what else? We've got tumbleweed hats, which are awesome. Uh, we've got education, we've got books, we've got lots of really great cookbooks down there. Uh, baked Italian. You could cook you could cook Italian. Uh, who wouldn't want like uh, ooh, some spaghetti and parsley and weed, uh Sprinkled on top there. That would be fantastic. I'd like that. Okay. Oh Seth, anyone wanna make me some spaghetti and ooh, garlic bread. We did that one time for um yeah, box top for garlic bread. That was my mama's favorite. We did a super bowl party one year. Uh, this is the tech Guy he was still with us. And um we had garlic bread. It was amazing. It was awesome. We had everything though. We were just trashed out. <laughs> Lots of great friends, lots of great food, lots of marijuana and lots of laughs and just a really good time. And and uh, someone had commented, one of our staff had commented that I, I was able to sit down in one spot for like three hours. So I, that's not easy, easy to do that. But this was so fun. I just had a fun fun time in serving and so come down, and get your recipes, uh, for just getting baked on any holiday. And if you go to our brand new website, that's right. <laughs> We just still call it brand new. It's only been out there a couple months now. If you have suggestions, let us know because um, I just put on, uh, I just updated the other day with we're open seven days a week. woo Now open for Sunday.
0: Sundays.
1: Uh, so you can go to the website and you can cruise across all the topics there at the top. And if you go to certifications, it will actually list and tell you um, what conditions will call you. I just need a pop-up, tried to pop up on me. Um, But now I can't get to my, there it is, my studio. Um, All right here. So if you go to the certification section uh, and you scroll down and you want to know what conditions qualify you for a medical cannabis card, if you have PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's disease, hep C, um, Agitation of Alzheimer's disease uh, and chronic pain. It, if you suffer from a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition and get this both just the treatment, if the treatment's causing all this, uh, you <clears throat> and if any of this produces severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, cachexia, wasting syndrome, seizures, including epilepsy, um, or severe persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And I might add that also included in that list is uh, our migraines, fibromyalgia, things like that. Um, so if you don't see your condition or you didn't hear it listed, um, just check with us because there are a lot of conditions that we qualify for, like Parkinson's, dementia, as I said, migraines, fibromyalgia. There's all sorts of things, DDDs, that aren't listed there, arthritis, RA. Um Please come talk to us, and we'll help you get your medical cannabis card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona-licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email THDTucson at gmail.com. Go to our website, TumbleweedsHealthCenter.com, and you can click all over there. You can click on the maps. You can click on the email. If you've got a fun, smart Something, just click on the phone and just call us. I can even do it through my computer, which is crazy to me. I know. It's really crazy. All right. We'd also like to give a shout-out to Growers House at 3635 East 34th Street for all your growing needs. You can grow anything. Grow a cactus if you want. I'm looking out at a giant squirrel right now. Um, grow anything you want. Grow some lettuce. Grow some cannabis. Grow some strawberries, which I'm doing right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Strawberries, especially homegrown strawberries, are the best. Um, but get on down to Grower's House, or just go to growershouse.com. They've got all sorts of specials, and I'm sure they'll price match anything you want or need. Um, well, I'm not 100% sure. I'll say it, 99% sure, because those guys rock, rock down there. And those guys and gals, you don't know. Those guys haven't been down there in a while. You've got to get down to your, your place. Great, big, giant, new warehouse. Woo, and fun. So, actually, there's no weed down there. It's just a product to grow. But they've got some great stuff. Um, Kyle Cushman's products down there, veganics, and that's a really great product. Uh, soil, everything, all your lights. Uh, I don't know if they have sound systems for your plants, but, guys, you might want to get on your sound systems. you know, maybe just a little uh, they've,
0: got they've
1: got fans. They've got all types of fans. Um, and you name it, lighting systems. <laughs> we'll go into that. All right, so big news for Arizona—we now can use our concentrate. Woo-hoo! Seriously, uh, Arizona <clears throat> Supreme Court rules that medical extracts are legal. So at midnight, this went through. So they were, you know, debating heavily a lot. Um, so here, let's see. Here's a um, here's a quick article. But I'm probably gonna read a couple of them because it's just really, really exciting news. The Arizona Supreme Court ruled on May 28th that medical marijuana extracts are legal. <laughs> Arizona dispensaries can continue to sell extracts and medical marijuana patients. can legally purchase, possess, and use extracts under the AMMA, the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act. I bet you guys did really well on Monday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so loud, anyway.
0: Of course, the quote: We hold that
1: the definition of marijuana in 36-28018 includes resin, and by extension, hashish, and that 36 2811 C one immunizes the use of such marijuana consistent with a and A. That's really awesome words. Um, that's that's. It, that's just overwhelming and so, you know, for so many reasons for the, for the babies, for the old people, for everybody in between that, that needs that kind of, of cannabis. Marijuana extracts are used to make many medical marijuana products, such as oils, tinctures, vaporized, uh, vaporizer cartridges, edibles, and more. Arizona's medical marijuana program has 200,000 patients, many of which rely on extracts to get their medicine, for instance. Patients with lung ailments shouldn't smoke marijuana and therefore need an extract-made product to get their medicine. The court's ruling will positively affect thousands of Arizonans who are in need of medical marijuana extracts for the treatment for their health ailments. Absolutely. Uh, that's just a huge congratulations to Arizona and everybody who pushed for that. for Mr. Jones that had to sit in jail for two years, but we hope he gets um, what he deserves in all of that. So, here we go, we've got some other news, about how about some hemp news, uh, and I'm reading this from azmarijuana.com, you should go there and check out uh, their website, they've got links to everything, articles about everything, we're going to just read a couple here today, and thank you for being here, sorry, no cannabis kid and no silver sister. <laughs> What's up, guys? (laughs) Leave me to my own devices over here. You know what
0: happens. (laughs) Well, we're going to see.
1: Arizona farmers can begin growing hemp in June. Arizona farmers can begin planting hemp in early June. Hemp industry applications are due by May 31st, and it can take just days for applicants to receive licenses. One area that the committee is having trouble with is what to do with crops that test over 0.3% THC. A.V. Big Media reported. It's likely that crops testing above the threshold would have to be destroyed. Some farmers are also concerned about civilians mistaking the crops for marijuana. Paul Olerton, a cotton farmer in Casa Grande, is considering adding hemp to his crop rotation. God knows we need something that's a little bit more profitable than what cotton has been for the last few years, said Olerton. The sustainability and versatility of the hemp plan is what makes farmers want to grow. Hemp needs less water than many crops. It requires water at the beginning of its growth cycle primarily and then much less. Regarding what the state will do with the hemp that tests above 0.2% THC, when Brian withdrew the Arizona Department of Agricultural said, there are so many ways it might go. Complete destruction of the crop, as some states have done, if it tests over, it's all going to be based on what resources are available for the grower and the state and what technologies might exist. Uh, Zev Pass of the National Hemp Association said, hemp touches on many different industries in a sustainable way. We are at the very beginning discovering all the benefits of it. Many industries are tapping into it. A lot of jobs are being created. A lot of local governments are getting tax revenue, and it has a wide variety of tax benefits." Hemp takes about 120 days to grow, and farmers that plant on May 31st or in early June would be harvesting in October. That's most excellent. And if it tests over 0.3% THC, for crying out loud, you know, use it as medicine. Why, why in the world would you destroy a plant? Oh, that's critique. Yeah, no. Don't be destroying it. Okay, um, here this I thought was interesting. <laughs> Arizona court, court rules no medical marijuana immunity in parked cars. Okay, well, I wonder where you're parking your car though. <laughs> Arizona's medical marijuana law doesn't allow smoking marijuana in public places, and a new court ruling says. Patients with state-issued medical marijuana, medical marijuana cards don't have immunity to use marijuana in a parked car. The Arizona Court of Appeals Thursday affirmed misdemeanor convictions of two cardholders caught smoking cannabis inside a parked car near a music festival. Uh-oh. The court rejected the argument by Matthew and Ellen tags that their medical marijuana card provides immunity from prosecution. And said they ceded their immunity by smoking marijuana in a public place. One judge on the panel mentioned that immunity still applies to a cardholder in a place that is traditionally private, such as a closed bedroom of a mobile home parked in a public lot. Wow. Yeah, see this is all like really, 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 really interesting. Um, you know, it's a music festival, I get that. That's totally understandable. Uh, However, if you're in someone else's property and you're doing it and then something happens, you know, then there's a big problem. And that's probably what they're talking about. So check this out. Arizona, 13,079 pounds of medical marijuana sold in April 2019. April. (laughs) 13,000 pounds sold in April. I wonder why. The Arizona Department of Health Services, ADHS, April 2019 monthly medical marijuana program report reveals that Arizona has 197,025 medical marijuana patients. Good for you all. you stepping up and telling your government you need this plant. Good job, folks. Um, 783 caregivers. And that's... That fee needs to be wiped out altogether. That is the most ridiculous thing that we have ever heard of. A $200 fee to help take care of somebody. That's ridiculous. You don't, you know, if your loved one gets a Vicodin card, you know, you don't tell them that you can't have someone else pick it up for them if they can't leave the house for whatever reason. Oh, that's just the most ridiculous thing. But there, 200 times 783 is a lot. So uh dispensary agents there's five
0: thousand
1: eight hundred and seventy five dispensary agents. In April of two thousand nineteen, Arizona dispensaries sold a total of thirteen thousand seventy nine point four six pounds of marijuana. Um that's two hundred and nine, two hundred and seventy one point three five ounces just in case you wanted to know. And um that's like everybody bought an ounce. Every patient and then a little more bought an ounce in April. That's fantastic. And an increase from 12,932.98 pounds sold in March. Um, types of products sold in April 2019. Flour came in at, um, there was 189,276.72 ounces of flour sold. That's awesome. <laughs> There are 548 pounds of edibles sold. That's awesome. Edibles are so great, especially if you find a consistent one And one of uh, People like edibles for so many reasons. They last so long, six to 12 hours. And for someone in pain, that's great. You can use a little tincture or take a hit of something for your breakthrough pain, but your edibles are going to last a whole long time. Uh, and it says other marijuana. 701 pounds. Other marijuana. Mm. And the age ranges of Arizona medical marijuana patients are as follows: under 18, 188 patients. Um, and that's, that's kind of a lot given what you have to go through to get uh, your underage card. Um, you have to see two doctors, and you have to have a caregiver, so that you have to be paid. Um, and then they have to get your caregiver has to get fingerprinted and uh yeah, so it's it's quite, and then it's paid the fee as well, and then whatever um you know the just better charges so it's it's upwards of five hundred dollars, I think you know <laughs> yeah, the caregiver fee at least I mean that's just lame. anyway, um eighteen to thirty year olds there were forty seven thousand 826. That's the the most in any of the age that's here. Uh, 31 to 40, 41,000. 41 to 50, 31,000. 51 to 60, 31,000. 61 to 70, 32,000. 71 to 80, 11,000. And 81-year-olds and older, there are 2,068 of y'all out there. So, yes, so it's all for you guys, stepping it up. So, seriously, people like uh, 30, 60, 70, 5, 000 are your senior citizens, quote, and over. So, that's, that's quite a bit, 75,000 people out of all that. According to the data, the sexes of Arizona patients are? 59.38% male, 40.62% female. All right. And the patient's medical marijuana qualifying conditions in, uh, in, in yeah, in order. I think so. Uh, chronic pain is 173,088% had chronic pain. Uh, and that's a lot. And that's not, you know, chronic pain can be a whole host of anything. Uh, cancer 4094, PTSD, 2402, and that's one condition that the state of Arizona <clears throat> requires that you have to have um, proper paperwork from your uh, doctor treating you for P, uh, ongoing PTSD. It has to be you have to have your treatment every year for that. Um, we can't do evaluation for that. Uh, we can for some other conditions, but not that one. Seizures. 1,207, and that can be a whole host of seizures. And muscle spasms, 911. That could be leg spasms, MS, uh, epilepsy, Parkinson's, all sorts. Glaucoma patients, uh, 1,113. That's not surprising. Hep C, 736. Nausea patients, 793. And you can get certified if the medication you're taking for your ailment is making you nauseous. You can get certified for that. Uh, excuse me, I sound a little stuffy here. Um, these allergies are getting me. In the wind that was blowing so hard, so I sound real nasally. <laughs> so sorry about
0: that. Um, HIV/AIDS, Crohn's disease, 650. I did not know what Crohn's was until we opened
1: some uh, weeks. And um, if you don't know what Crohn's is, look it up because it's not fun. But people say that this really helps. Cachexia, uh, wasting syndrome, 122 patients. That's just awful. Um, Alzheimer's disease, a yeah, uh, hundred, 100. And I wonder if they put dementia in there somewhere. Um, two or more conditions, 10,519. Uh, um, so here are the counties with the most medical marijuana patients. Maricopa County, 127,670 patients. Pima County. 27,164. Penelope County, 11,844. Uh, Yavapai County is 9,797. Mojave County, County is 5,078. Copanino County is 3,936. So thank you, seriously, everybody for putting your cards because it really does show um, our state and our world and our planet Um uh, that this is, you know, an important plant and it's something that we really need and we deserve to have. It's our human right to have this. So it's going to be interesting to talk to the people that wrote this, um, the initiative, uh, the io 08 2020, uh, to hear what they have. They have got some questions about it. Uh, I hope that. Um, I I would hope that it would pass. It's very for the people. Um, I have... I just... Yeah, I have some questions. We all have some questions about it. But if you haven't heard it, you can listen to our past episodes. If you go to Tumbleweed Center, and click on the radio section there. uh, You can actually listen to the show that we're hearing now, which you're already doing. So that's kind of... (laughs) But if you want to listen to past
0: episodes, you can download this uh,
1: and you can check it out. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to put the call button up to stop. so you can just click it and call in and listen to the show, because you can do that. It's 646-915-8421. Uh, and let's see, for all you bloggers out there, um, oh, boy. This always happens. I guess uh these pop-ups now when I click on something, so I'm trying to chat with everyone out there. And, anyway, hello to the bloggers out there. If you want to blog uh, with us, you can do so, and you can go right to www.tellcenter.com and click on the first picture you see with the weekday Wednesday, and it will take you to the show. And it also to, uh, have we've got a couple links for our sponsors. Uh, we've got Canna Health Online Digital Magazine, I'm going to let them tell you about them. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicine, national and local organizations open to the public, and real life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. Yep, you can click that link right there, and it'll we'll take you right to Canada. Uh And if you click the link, it'll we've got a uh, link to the grower's house as well, so you can check their site out
0: and check on
1: all their tools, daily specials. Uh, so what else is going on in the world? Well, uh, everything, <laughs> everything, everything, everything. So let's talk about... Uh, Cannabis and pregnancy. there's there, there been some studies, um, but people are wanting more. So here we go. Researchers to study cannabis use during pregnancy. And a lot of people get really nauseous. They can't eat. They lose weight. The babies are malnourished at that point. We you know we we've had some cases come some weeks where pregnant mothers are just too thin. Researchers at the University of Washington are about to embark on one of the most controversial studies in history, studying the effects of marijuana on babies throughout pregnancy. The primary focus of the study would be to see the effects of marijuana on an unborn infant's brain development, according to Como News. The quote, moms and marijuana quote study intends to scan the infant's brains around the six month mark to see if there are any interference on development due to mom's marijuana use during pregnancy. The researchers will also review the baby's motor development, cognitive development, overall health, and social behavior. Dr. Natalia Kleinhan said, the study is targeting a very specific population of women who are using marijuana to manage their symptoms while they're pregnant. There's little research to back up the medical and public health advice they're getting to stay away from pot to control nausea. Dr. Kleinhan and Dr. Stephen Dagger are uh, searching for 70 women in their first trimester of pregnancy. 35 of the women chosen will be a test and control cohort situation. The control group can't use any substances such as tobacco, alcohol, or marijuana. The test cohort group will use marijuana twice weekly, mostly for morning sickness assistance.
0: Uh,
1: Dr. Kleinhan said, the very few investigations that have studied prenatal cannabis exposure and infant brain development have all involved women who are polysubstance drug users. No one has looked at marijuana use
0: exclusively.
1: This study will also involve periodic drug testing during pregnancy to verify in real time that moms aren't using other drugs, rather than relying on the mother's self-report uh, after the child is born. Those participating in the cohort portion of the study have to obtain their Marijuana from licensed marijuana businesses. Photos of the product purchased must be provided to the researchers so that the amount of THC and CBD can be tracked. Those interested in participating in the study can visit the study webpage. And I will post that on our blog right now in case there's anybody out there that wants to check that out. And uh, that's going to be a good study. And so
2: Hello, hello my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs will be like Aw, oh, they got volcanoes I'm
3: gonna smoke some weed Only got $20 in my pocket I'm a huntin', lookin' for a bot shop This.
0: Hypocrite, You used to smoke
3: weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a huntin' looking for a fight shop. This is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs. It's time to pull those clubs. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate clubs. Let's end the war on weed. The people have agreed.
0: All right.
1: I love that song. I know y'all know that, but it anymore. All right, we got a cool article here from High Time. Oh, California bill to allow medical marijuana purchases for pets advances in Congress. What? Do we have a, no? Go shotgun. (laughs) All right. If it passes, vets will be able to recommend cannabis after taking a course on the subject. That's so flippin' awesome. That's so great. The state that led in legalizing medical marijuana for the last, for the two-legged is Uh, Once again, stepping out in front when it comes to animal access to cannabis. In California, the state Senate on Thursday voted unanimously for SB 627, which allows adult pet owners to buy their pet medical marijuana with the recommendation of a veterinarian. So often, The legislation was sponsored by Democrat Senator Kathleen (coughs) Galgiani and underwent review by the California Veterinary Medical Board. The case for treating pets with medical marijuana products has been being built for some time now, largely powered by human companions who stress overdosing uh, their furry friend with opioids. Uh, But despite some science that points towards marijuana's effectiveness in treating some animal health conditions, that can be reluctant to talk about medical cannabis treatment options. You can't really blame them. Currently, such discussions could open them up uh, to federal penalties not just any pet doctor will be able to make the call of whether your furry friend could benefit from cannabis should the state assembly pass sb
0: 6.7,
1: and it be signed into law by the governor recommending vets will have to take a course approved by the association of veterinary state boards registry of approved continuing education in order to qualify for protection under the law which provides the same kinds of legal shields as those afforded to doctors recommending cannabis for human consumption in the state. Last year, legislation to legalize pet marijuana medicine advanced in both California and New York, but ultimately did not make it over the finish line. However, in California, the passage of AB 2215 means that veterinarians are allowed to, quote, discuss the possibility with pet owners. Note: There is still controversy among members of the veterinary medical board about the meaning of the word "discuss." <laughs> Connecticut and Tennessee are also considering bills that would shield vets from penalties for recommending cannabis products. <laughs> to discuss? Well, that means to we'll talk about it. But they think they're going to put some CBD in their pocket. Uh, the American Veterinary Medical Association holds that, "quote, cannabis such as CBD." appear to hold therapeutic promise in areas such as the treatment of epilepsy and the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteoarthritis. The available scientific evidence pertaining to their use in animals is currently limited. Quote. The AVMA also cautions the Friends of Furry Friends that many products marketed to pets have been found to be inaccurately labeled in regards to active ingredients, and this is true. To fill in the gaps, in our knowledge of how marijuana might be able to aid pets, there are some studies that have been launched. Cornell University's College of Veterinary Medicine did find in 2018 that a hemp oil blood was efficacious effic- for pain in dogs uh, with osteoarthritis, chronic joint pain, and geriatric pain and soreness, with dramatic beneficial effects in more geriatric patients. In Australia, An investigation of the effects of cannabis-derived CPAT-01 on dogs is being carried out. In 2017, a UC Davis Veterinary Medical Teaching Hospital study of pet owners found that many were employing medical cannabis products to treat their pet for anxiety, pain, and to deal with health conditions that cause seizures. Despite the current fuzziness over pets and marijuana in the U.S., though, in other countries, their access is already a given fact. After all, Martha Stewart announced that her company is helping uh, to develop a line of CB pet products earlier this year. So there you go. Use pet. It's awesome. It's really, really great. Uh, you know, when I talk with the, the dog owners down at our little local park here, uh, especially during times of monsoons, these crazy winds, 4th of July, any storms, uh when you're going away or just when you adopt a new pet and they're nervous, CBD can help just take the edge off of things for them and maybe help them be a little more social or a little just more calm. Uh, but it's so good for everything. My dog uses it for his arthritis. Uh I make him a full cannabis extract for his seers, which he doesn't have any more of. After making this uh, extract for him, I just... Um, typed in how to make RSO on YouTube, and I found a doctor from Northern California, a lady that just shows you right in her kitchen how to do it, and it's really, really awesome and really, really easy. So you guys should um, you should all check that out. <coughs> all right. So $1 million worth of marijuana cocaine washes up on an Alabama beach. Can you imagine that? Wow. I wonder Well, it looks like it was. Uh, all wrapped up together, beachgoers in Orange Beach, Alabama can't believe 21 pounds of cannabis and 86 pounds worth of more than $1 million washed up on shore. Oh, That's crazy. They they weren't treasure chests filled with gold bullion, but a pair of packages that washed up on the Alabama Beach are worth at least as much. Police say the barnacle-covered bundles beachgoers discovered containing 86 pounds of cocaine and 21 pounds of marijuana. Law enforcement says the cannabis and cocaine have a combined street value of more than a million dollars. Now federal agents and law enforcement investigators are trying to trace the source of the drugs that washed ashore. Oh, wow. That's scary. <laughs> but barnacle-laden, uh, I think, well, maybe there's some DNA on the inside, but and you know that, that barnacle means there's probably been there for some time. Uh, Orange Beach Police in Alabama suspect that more than $1 billion worth of drugs that washed up on the beach had been in the water a long while. Pictures of the bundle show them covered in fraying cargo nets and plastic bags and teeming with sea life. <laughs> of course they were. And so far, investigators have no leads as to who or how the drugs ended up on the shore. It's not unheard of for drug smugglers to drop packages if they think Coast Guard or other authorities have the drop on them. Then again, rough waters could have simply tossed the valuable drug packages overboard. It's all speculation at this point. However, with the Department of Homeland Security, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and the U.S. Coast Guard all teaming up to track down the packages provenance. Now, all they have are data about the historical direction of the currents of the Gulf of Mexico to guide them. <laughs> Over the Memorial Day weekend, news of... Of the more than one million dollars worth of weed and cocaine discovered on orange Beach, began to circulate among residents and visitors. The marijuana package which also contained a kilogram of cocaine was found in front of the Leilani condominium. A massive bundle of cocaine washed up in front of the Phoenix 10 condos and speaking with reporters several people expressed shock and concern about the discovery. It's surprising for this area said Chris Yancey, who was visiting from Pensacola, Florida over the weekend Never really see that around here. I mean, it's such a family friendly beach, you wouldn't hear of that or think of that would happen out here, said Nick Rodriguez. But it's hard to say for certain whether Orange Beach was the intended destination of the cocaine okay and marijuana packages. It's more likely the current simply took them in that direction, judging by how long the bundles were in the water. But for Billy Sarp, who brings his children to Orange Beach, the real concern is the potential hazard of drug packages pose. No kidding. There's a lot of kids out on the beach right now, brother. <laughs> you don't want them getting into any of that mess. One of them opens up and you've got kids in the water, Sarped told reporters. Whoa. Police say the packages were wrapped in plastic to keep the water out, but accidental exposure to cocaine, uh, which a child could swallow or get on their skin, posed a real danger. There are no reports about the cocaine getting into the water or if anyone uh, were harmed by the incident. Yeah, seriously, if that thing busted open... Not the kids wanted to bust it open in the water and a bunch of fish got in that.
0: Ugh. That would not
1: be a good ride for the fish. All right. So let's see here. Marijuana goes mainstream. Uh, this is a fun thing about uh, cannabis right now is that when you go grocery shopping, you look on the shelves, you can usually find um, some, <clears throat> some marijuana magazines. Oh, it's always very exciting. Huh. And this one is Sentinel Spotlight. Again, these people are just so nuts with the marijuana magazines. I love it. All right, uh, The Power of CBD Everything You Know. That's on the cover. But what we're going to look into is Marijuana on Our Minds. I love these little by the numbers. I love the stats. Oh, and guess who's coming to town? Mr. Doug Benson. That's right, super high me. Uh, Wednesday, July 10th at 7.30. If you guys haven't watched that movie, I've seen it a trillion times. It, it's hysterical. Just watch it. Have a good laugh. Um, and he's coming to town. He's going to be um, at TucsonComedy.com, present live for one night only. Uh, tickets are 20, <clears throat> 22 bucks at Last Comedy Cafe, 2900 East Broadway Boulevard, 21 and over. Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he's pretty foul <laughs> and funny. <laughs>
0: All right, marijuana on my
1: mind. It sounds like a nice old song. Here's what Americans are thinking when it comes to cannabis. There are plenty of ways to tell how different 2019 America is from from 1969 America. Computers fit comfortably in a bag rather than take up the entire room, and there may be well more there may well be more TV shows than there are people to watch them. Not only do you need to go into a bank to get your cash. Um, you really don't even need to ever get cash. <laughs> and using marijuana is no longer a secret activity best undertaken inside your bedroom closet. <laughs> That's true. We can talk about it now. <laughs> like we have a little of a In
0: 1969,
1: the Pew Research Center reported that just 12% of Americans supported legalizing cannabis. As of 2018, though, 62% of... are in favor of the idea. In fact, almost across the board, Americans are feeling more positive than ever about all aspects of marijuana use. Here's a glimpse of what several recent surveys have found about what we're all thinking about the world of weed and its impact on our lives. 74% of American millennials who support, oh, 74% American millennials who support legalizing marijuana. 74% of the millennials. Okay, 72%. Americans who believe regular alcohol use is more of a health risk than marijuana is. That's true. 66%. Americans who support legalizing marijuana. 66% now. That's a whole lot. 65% are Amer- uh, Americans who believe that smoking marijuana is morally acceptable. <laughs> Oh, that makes me laugh like anyone has the right to judge that. 61%. American cannabis users who say they will use the same amount of marijuana next year. I find that my marijuana creases is my, uh, I don't use as much. I don't need as much. It's kind of interesting.
0: Um, that's a strong weed. Right.
1: Uh-oh. Wah, wah. 16% regular cannabis users who believe cannabis impairs a person's sex drive. 53% regular uh, U.S. cannabis users who like to read in their spare time. Okay. 31% U.S. residents who don't use marijuana but are curious about giving it a try. Come on, guys, you can do it. You can do it. Okay. Right. I hope we have a comparison. Like next year, we get the same numbers and see. Because I know that number will have gone down drastically. Okay, fifty-nine <clears> percent. <throat> Fox news respondents who support legalization. Okay, <laughs> we clap for that. Um fifty four percent. American baby boomers who support legalization. That seems a little low of me. Forty three percent, American sixty five and over who support marijuana legalization. And 37% regular U.S. cannabis users who say they uh, use marijuana to relax. I see 29% U.S. adults who are interested in investing in the marijuana business. There you go. Make some money, folks. 61% um, U.S. residents who don't believe the claim that marijuana is a gateway drug that leads to the abuse of other substances. Right on. What the heck just happened? Uh Uh-oh. Something's taking over our, um, yeah, we're going to get out of that right now. (laughs) Trying to take over our standards. 55% U.S. mayors who agree that marijuana should be legalized, regulated, and legally sold in their city. That's right. 55% of U.S. mayors. That's fantastic. I love it. Hey, mayor. You like weed? 93%. Americans who believe medical marijuana should be legal if a doctor prescribes it. Heck, yeah.
0: That's a lot.
1: Uh, 12% Americans who believe their parents would approve of them using marijuana. 12% of like
0: Well, how old? I mean, they show some guy with a rap hat on mean, How old are these kids?
1: I think, <laughs> I think my parents would. Okay, we're they're, eh, they're kind of old school. Uh, 75% Democrats who support legalizing marijuana. All right. And 53% of Republicans who support legalizing marijuana. <laughs> what about the end of the All right. That's awesome. I love it. I love these magazines. All right. What time is that? Oh, we've got 10 minutes. Okay. So let's read a little bit about um, him. Because that's the question um, that. A lot of people have to say and take the rest of the show, but we'll see. I like this. This is hyping hemp. Okay, after some historic ups and downs, this misunderstood member of the cannabis family is back again. <laughs> if you get to get your applications in by the 31st, you got a couple more days. Uh, Joy Beckerman has heard it all before, a lot. It comes with the territory when you're the president of the Hemp Industry Association, vice president of the U.S. Hemp Authority, and a principal. Uh, with the consulting firm Hemp Ace International. If only I had a dime for every time I mention what I do when someone winks back and says, yeah, the hemp industry. I was part of that back in college, she explained. <laughs> Subtext to this repeated attempt at a joke is clear. People assume that anyone uses the word, uh, when anyone uses the word hemp, it's really just a code for uh, referencing marijuana. Beckerman freely admits that the two have been wrapped around each other for a very long time, and truth be told, they do have a lot in common. At the same time, though, they have historically served distinctly different purpose, purposes. So, to clear things up, we asked Beckerman to answer some of the burning questions about hemp. So, is hemp marijuana or vice versa? In the beginning, there was cannabis, a flowering plant in the cannabis family that Beckerman believes. Uh, was here to serve all the needs of humanity. And then, through human intervention and thousands of years of study, we bred out two different types of cannabis. One is a low-resin, non-intoxicating crop that we generally call hemp or industrial hemp. The other type, she adds, is high-resin and intoxicating, and that strain is what we normally call, quote, marijuana. How long has hemp been around? It's hard to say, but historians have traced hemp back to Asia 10,000 years ago. One thing that is clear is that hemp has been in America even before it was actually America. According to Beckerman, the new world's very first uh, law came in 1619 when the farmers in Jamestown colony were ordered to grow hemp. The plant actually became such an entrenched part of American history that it was considered legal tender, even being used by citizens to pay their taxes between 1631 and the early 1800s. By 1850, there were still more than 8,000 U.S. plantations growing hemp. Wow. What do we need hemp for? Well, for starters, we needed it to even have a country to live in. Beckerman explains that if it weren't for the rope, sails, and oakum made from hemp plant fibers, we wouldn't have gotten our butts here in America, since there may not have been even a Mayflower to carry settlers here. Meanwhile, George Washington's diary. Include reference to growing hemp. The first American flag was reportedly made of hemp. And legend has it that an early draft of the Declaration of Independence was, was written on hemp. By the 1800s, hemp seed oils were a popular medicine sold in American apothecaries, used uh, as everything from a laxative to a treatment for corn. Says so Beckerman, we have a jaw droppingly rich history with hemp. There might not even have been a U.S. history without it. If hemp was so important, why did it fall out of favor? Blame it on the reefer madness crowd in the 1930s who lumped it in with what they called devil's meat, a.k.a. marijuana. The demonizing uh, was intentional on the part of the government, Louis Beckerman, with support from corporate interests eager to push their petroleum-based plastic products to publishers wanting to use paper from wood pulp, to pharmaceutical companies selling their lab-made remedies. There was a concerned social engineering campaign for many years, starting in 1930, she had to delegitimize the value of hemp. It's not like there weren't people trying to promote the power of the plant. Henry Ford, for instance, showcased a car in 1941 that was made at least partly from hemp, still by and large, it had lost its luster. Why did that all change? Well, in a word, war. The Second World War, to be exact. The U.S. military effort at the time required massive production of everything from unicorns to ship rigs to parachutes to backpacks. That meant having more raw material to manufacture these things, which in turn meant we needed hemp. And since Japan had invaded uh, Manila, uh, cutting off one of the world's major suppliers of the plant, our federal government had no choice and had to change course and urge American farmers to get back to growing hemp for the war effort. To the point where it created and later fair a film to the goal called Hemp for Victory. Now hemp-related items are for sale all over the place. So does that mean hemp is no longer a schedule one drug? Sort of. Never in the history of the U.S. has it ever been illegal to import or traffic in the hemp fiber and non-viable seed, explained Beckerman. Still, there have been plenty of restrictions on growing the plant and uh, distributing the plant hemp products until the 2018 Farm Bill, See sidebar of Donald Trump signing the Farm Bill. Um, Unlike marijuana, industrial hemp can now be cultivated all across the country and the products it's used for can be taken across state lines. Hemp seeds just need to possess less than 0.3% of the psychoactive ingredient THC. Which is why, although the hemp products you see at the local whole foods, from hemp-based nutritional supplements to organic hemp seeds and oil, won't get you high, they can get you healthy because hemp is actually the digestible, oh it's actually the highest digestible form of protein in the entire plant and animal kingdom. Whoa, that's crazy. But there you have it. There it is. Uh, 1700s, George Washington's diary included uh, references to growing hemp. 1900s, hemp-based meds were <clears throat> were popular in many apothecaries. Excuse mm-hmm. In the 1940s, hemp was a key part of the supplies for U.S. soldiers overseas. Yeah. Could you imagine how strong a backpack with that made of hemp was? That's crazy. In 2019, <laughs> they show a picture of hemp hearts. Hemp becomes a popular ingredient in many health foods. Well, you guys, it's been a lot pop It's been popular a lot longer than <laughs> you well, That's a great
0: way. Anyway, about that, thank you for sharing that one.
1: Um, alright. Oh, we're darn near out of time here. Don't forget, you can go see Doug Benson at the, at Last Comedy Cafe. So you can a call July 10th. See you guys. Um, Well, congratulations to the state of Arizona for legalizing once again or keeping legal concentrates. That was crazy because if you literally did read the the AMMA, the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act, it said the you know plant and any preparation thereof. So there you have it, and there it is, and we're freaking excited. That was going to affect so many things. There's so many people that don't smoke and think that, you know, and and don't want to for whatever. Who cares why they don't want to? They shouldn't have to. Uh, If they're given, they're granted access to this plant, then they should be able to have full access to the plant. Uh, Let's see here. I think I have to apologize and say that's it. We hope that uh, you tune in again next week uh, for another great show. We're going to get the... uh, the, the writers of this last initiative for you folks. so We can chat with them and
0: ask all our questions.
1: We hope that Cannabis Kid and Silver Sister joined us very, very soon because we miss them. And we hope you all are out there making a difference in the world. Uh, go to one of your public meetings
0: Go see your, your uh,
1: officials out there, your political officials. Go see what's going on.
0: Go attend a meeting
1: and then talk to your elected officials and tell them what you think about what's going on in your It's very important to get out there. Alright. Uh, remember always, be smart, be safe, and educate. And spread the love and spread some joy. We love you guys. Have a great, great Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next.